All Hi, right. everybody. Hi. <laughs> Welcome to Austin and Min Write a Musical. The podcast. Yeah. I'm Austin. And I'm Min. And uh, we're going to write a musical. Um, and that's what this podcast is about. Yeah, so. we've been wanting to collaborate for years now. And the idea came up of, like, why not capture the generation of a musical from beginning to end in a podcast? So that's what this is going to be all about. Uh, yeah. And we'll have more information. But first, let's roll the theme song. Watching the process beginning to end. Talking shop with your musical friends. Austin and Min. Austin and Min. Write a musical. All right. <laughs> hope you enjoyed that. That was composed by Austin Zimbro. Yeah, I hope. <laughs> it, it might evolve as this goes on. Um, <laughs> so don't judge us by that first song. Yeah, you know, it's the beginning. But if you loved it, then judge us by it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so for we assume, I think, that everybody who's listening to this probably is a personal... Uh, friend of ours <laughs> to start it yeah to start. to start but um if anybody is listening to this and they don't know who we are maybe we should do a more detailed introduction yeah and i thought it'd be fun if we introduced each other oh yeah okay. so that it it's would gonna be... test my knowledge well not just test your knowledge but that way we can't be like humble or braggy mm-hmm. that's it's, yeah. it's on the other person to get to brag about the other that's as good. much yeah. as they, a little they, bit of they want to protection yeah. um well, Min, I will say, uh, is a very talented um, writer and composer of musicals and plays, um, and uh, we met at Bay Area Children's Theater, where he's written a bunch of shows, uh, Tales of Olympus, Where the Mountain Meets the Moon, um, the Inside Out and Back Again is coming up, um, Story Explorers, uh, I'm sure there's more, but most recently... Um, Min also is a Theater Bay Area Award winner for um, <laughs> the Four Immigrants, mu- uh, a musical manga, which was at TheaterWorks, and uh, they just recorded an album, and uh, it's very exciting to see what happens next. Um, I don't know. Yeah. No, that's great. Uh, and Austin is also a very talented playwright slash composer. Um and he has written the award-winning Good Night, Good Night construction site, oh, yeah. the musical, TBA award-winning. Uh, among those, he or among among many other things, I mean, he has also written um, Rudolph the <laughs> Ugly <laughs> Rudolph the Ugly Reindeer. I think that was your first. Yeah, it was Rudolph the Ugly Duckling and other oh, cracked up holiday tales. That's right, Rudolph um, the Ugly Duckling. That's a deep cut. <laughs> Is it? <laughs> oh yeah. I don't oh. even necessarily count that among my collected work. <laughs> uh, sorry. Didn't oh, no, mean to no, no. stir up stuff from the past. Um, Rainbow Fish, the musical. Mm-hmm. And currently playing, depending on when you're listening to this, is Beautiful Oops in downtown Berkeley. Uh, you've also written a science fair. I forget the title yeah, of it. Lab, Lab, Lab Coats and, Scapegoats, and Scapegoats. Scapegoats. The That's Gold Rush musical. Uh, and the prolific... Rock the Block. Oh, yeah. Which is a touring show to elementary schools that is just taking the Bay Area by storm. And Min has written the sequel, <laughs> if you want to call it that. I don't uh, know if it's a sequel. Yeah, sure. A, a parallel universe piece of a step, the step Up Crew, is that what it's yes, called? Yes, it's called yeah. Step Up Crew, not to be confused with the Channing Tatum film Step, step up, up, which people just call it Step Up anyway, but yeah. that's what I get for titling it. 
yeah. step up crew. Well, there you go. <laughs> um, so anyways, that's a bit about us uh-huh. and sort of our CV, if you will. Min and I have thought about making a musical together. Well, more specifically, <laughs> we've agreed to do a musical and then I kind of lose interest. <laughs> So that's happened like twice now, where we were both like, yeah, let's do this thing. And after a few months, I kind of go, I'm not into it anymore. Yeah. Well, so my you need, bad. You need, a, you need a good idea to start. And those were good ideas. I just, I just personally lost interest in them. Sure. So they weren't bad ideas. They just yeah. weren't. Yeah. So I mean, to be honest, I can't even really remember what those ideas were. <laughs> so uh, they couldn't have been that great. Um but, uh, so we've talked about it and Min suggested that we do this podcast to sort of, um, record the whole process from beginning to end. Um, and so at this stage in the game, we have really done nothing except talk about how this would be a fun idea. So yes. I think the idea behind this opening episode is to talk about ideas for a show and what kind of show we might like to write and, uh, just going with that. Yeah, and I i mean, we've both kind of been refraining from talking to each other too much outside the podcast about ideas so that we can save it for this, so you can get a, a nice glimpse. Yeah. <laughs> um, so there might be ideas that pop up just from this conversation that we don't even know about yet. Yo, and we'll... exciting. <laughs> I, hope, I hope they do. Um, so should we just jump in? Yeah. Sure. Uh, uh, so I will say for myself, I have spent a long, I spent the last couple of weeks trying to come up with some ideas to like really pitch something, and I don't have anything. Um, I thinking about what type of musical I'm interested in making. Mm-hmm. There's a couple of different ways you could go, right? Like um, large cast, small cast. But I will say what I think I'm most probably interested in is a relatively small cast yeah yeah i mean another thing to think about is like at least this has crossed my mind is what stories need to be told like Mm -hmm. what what isn't already out there in other words we don't need to create another story about um i don't know a white man who is like kind of mean to everybody around him and Wait, then he has to learn the lesson does he get nice <laughs> interestingly enough he may or may not get nice some shows he doesn't transform wow. but he has a really supportive female lead character oh who, yeah well who puts up with him but falls in love with him at the same time yeah, yeah, yeah. um so i don't know we don't need more of those <laughs> stories they're fine i, I don't know, know. I, I found that very compelling <laughs> <laughs> great well that's the podcast for today <laughs> No, I think you go to the you, you engaging with media in the in the modern age. I I certainly feel a lot of like oh no, why we're doing this again? Yeah. Um, so let's try to avoid that. Yeah. I came across a book, a graphic novel, where an artist kind of just eavesdropped on conversations on Bart, hmm. and then. The BART train is our local subway (laughs) for all of you out-of-town listeners. Um, But he or she, I don't remember um, the artist's name, but they drew a whole bunch of different scenes of 
things that they overheard on Bart. Mm. Um, and I, you know, my mind played with that of like, that would be kind of fun if you and I just kind of chose a Bart train one day and rode it from one end to the other and picked up on stuff. I don't know if that would result in anything, but that was kind of a way of like, maybe a way to research or go about finding stories is to try something new. Through. Yeah. yeah. So I guess, um, jumping off that, mm-hmm. um, if you have any initial sense of like, we could go for a sort of jazzy, stereotypical American like musical comedy, mm-hmm. or we could be headed towards uh, sort of a more 80s, like, ballad-heavy um, <laughs> sort of biopic-type musical. Sure, sure. Um, or, I don't know, um, sort of a small, like, a light in the piazza kind of thing, or um, uh-huh. Caroline or Change, uh-huh. like a sort of, I don't know if experimental is the right word, but... Um, like an indie musical right. kind of thing. Right, a little thing. more avant-garde as well. Yeah. Um, you know, the the Bart idea stuck out to me, I think, because it might have served as an opportunity to play with form. Because I think the, all of the examples you listed are pretty linear narratives, um, which is fine. Sorry, my uh, phone was going off. No. <laughs> uh, linear narratives, um, which I love linear narratives. Pretty much everything I've done has been in linear narrative. Um, but the Bart idea was intriguing because it looked like an opportunity to kind of play with that. Uh, if it was more vignettes or scenes or moments, um, that's not necessarily where I want to land, but I think challenging ourselves to not just do a story structure that is always the same. Mm-hmm. Um that's interesting to me. Are there other experiences that we might look to? Like, should we go to a theme park? Or uh-huh. um... That's just an excuse to go to a theme park <laughs> yeah. and, and call it research, yeah. Austin. <laughs> um, I, I guess the thing that makes me nervous is that I, uh, in these kind of contexts, I don't, one, I don't think I'm that great of an interviewer. Mm-hmm. And I just personally am like shy about going somewhere and asking people a bunch of questions about like how because i feel like if we were if we were going to do like a theme park show uh-huh. we would want to like go and like spend time with people at this theme park and get perspectives and uh-huh. sort of do that um and that sounds like more than i want to do <laughs> i mean uh i actually don't mind setting up interviews and things like that so that could be a way that uh, you know that's something that i can bring to the table yeah. and then just set them up and you just need to show up and be there and i can i can definitely show up <laughs> and be there and i yeah yeah i think it's the approaching part of i'm i'm, uh-huh. ner- I'm scared to go talk to strangers <laughs> uh yeah i mean it's that's interestingly something i tend to do a lot when i'm working on shows for research is just like finding the author of a book and sending them an email and saying, hey, like for four immigrants, the translator happened to live here in Piedmont and I found his website and contacted him and he was great. He took me around San Francisco and showed me different sites that are featured in the original book. Um, now, not every encounter is going to be as pleasant yeah. as that, but yeah. um, that's no, something... I'm, I'm super impressed. That is, <laughs> I would never do that. Um, I, I don't know. I feel like I love like hearing from the people who were involved or, or trying to set up as many interviews as possible to like get more context. But 
But I actually want to take a step back. Theme parks, that came up. Oh, sure. Do you love I, theme parks? Is that an idea, or where did that come from? Oh, it was just uh, a place where people are much like a commute. I think I was going from trains to roller coasters. Um, <laughs> but, no, I actually don't particularly <laughs> like theme parks. You don't parks. like them. I mean, uh, I think they're interesting places to work, like sort of the carnival... I don't know, it's it's a weird sort of make-believe place, uh-huh. uh, and so I do think there's something compelling about the stories of people that are there, Yeah, because um, people spend tons of time, like some people spend a lot of time inside theme parks. Um, <laughs> do they? I, I think so. I bet maybe that's a character that I've made up. <laughs> I mean, there are definitely theme parks. I'm a theme park... Uh, I'm like a imitation theme park enthusiast in that mm. I watch a whole bunch of YouTube videos of oh. theme park. I guess maybe that's not imitation of theme park vloggers, and they go around and ride all the roller coasters and have their GoPros on the rides. And I just vicariously ride the roller coasters uh-huh. through these videos. So I'm actually <laughs> I don't spend a ton of th- a ton of time there, but if I could live near Disneyland, I yeah. would be there like every weekend, maybe. Yeah, well, so th- I think that's what I mean. It's like people, yeah, people spend a lot, people spend a lot of time <laughs> that's in true. theme parks. I guess yeah. so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's just really interesting to me. I think because it's sort of a foreign, a foreign feeling. Like Being I, somewhere else, you mean? Yeah, or or just it's something that I don't. Oh, for you. Feel. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, but yeah. So I was just sort of spitballing about um, and that and I guess that feels like a location where you would much like a commute where there'd be a lot of people there for, I guess, in the theme park, people are mostly there for the same reasons. But um, Yeah, I mean, I think that, sure, there's maybe one big same reason, which is, like, to have fun. But, you know, there are parents there because their kids are there. Mm -hmm. There are couples there. There are big groups of friends. So that is interesting that it's, like, a place where these random groups of people, international visitors, if you're talking about a place like Disneyland or Universal... Um, so that is a place where like different personalities might be forced to interact with each other. And that's always an interesting place to start mm-hmm. thinking about story. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, if we go this way, it's, it's cool. Cause it's like not necessarily a theme park, but if we go the route that we're talking, it's like, we're trying to generate an original story instead yeah. of an adaptation. Is that something you're more interested in? I had the thought like a couple of days ago that I, really would rather do something original and not do an adaptation just because I'm not super interested in having to worry about getting rights and things like that. Um, (laughs) yeah, but, but if we really like something else, I, it's not, I mean, a lot of musical theater, especially, um, is adapted from something. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's not, like, crazy. I think it's also just I've written a lot of adaptations, Mm -hmm. and so it'd be nice to do something original. It is, as far as marketing goes, I think it's trickier to market an original thing. Not as familiar. Um, but if we are doing a smaller show, um, then that might be easier to do that with. Yeah, I'm a fan of an original... Everything I've done is like an adaptation as well, yeah. so I wouldn't mind going for something original. I'm writing down theme park. We don't have to sure elaborate on it more today unless you want to, 
but that seems like why not Let's... yeah um so i i've been thinking about these last two ideas as sort of mosaic musicals uh-huh. Uh-huh. um are there other environments or um like you could do like the laramie project had this sort of singular event mm-hmm. that then all these people were um commenting on and telling their stories around this event right um so that's another way to kind of do that thing uh-huh. or like anna devere smith will do a theme and then interview people right or does she start with a theme or does she start with interviews and then you build know, a theme know. out of it i have no idea uh come from away is like that mm-hmm. the events of post 9-11 people being rerouted to newfoundland mm-hmm. and then crossing paths yeah um so this model, there's a model. Yeah. There are models for this kind of structure of event-based mosaic musicals, as you as you call them. Um, so I guess just brainstorming other places. I mean, other, if we're going with sort of a, a people at work, I feel like hospitals are interesting. I like the idea that you would have blood on stage, <laughs> but I know that's challenging i think with the hospital thing we would really need to find a good angle on it mm-hmm. otherwise why why replicate like what would the story be like that feels like it can't i don't find i don't find a mosaic version of that very interesting as far as like here's a vignette and here's a vignette i feel like that would need a through line for me to want to watch it and have it yeah. interesting new take on a hospital thing otherwise it's kind of like why are we replicating this for a musical? Yeah. Um, and that's where my mind went to parody and satire because that feels like it, a more obvious route mm-hmm. to take of like, well, this is why we're doing it because we're sending it up and we're making a comment on shows like this. Um, but I'm not sure that that interests me. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like I'm not heavily invested in commenting on hospital shows. All right. So uh, I think we're, just looking at the time, I think we should probably think about just okay. maybe brainstorming some stuff. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So we've got some stuff to think about this coming weeks um, between episodes. I It might be fun if we just, like, sort of throw stuff out, like, elements that me, we want in a show with, like, no mm. judgment. Because I, I kind of want us to go fast through a little improv uh-huh. So, like, if what comes out of your mouth is a bad idea... <laughs> Don't hold. No one's gonna hold it against you. Um, okay. But I think, like, just throwing out stuff that uh, characters or settings or themes or anything like that, just sort of throwing stuff out. Got it. And it's um, just kind of back and forth, popcorn style. Sure. Or? Yeah. Okay. Um, Let's do it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. I'm getting nervous. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm interested in like a female female protagonist generally. A, a spy. <laughs> a spy. Um, I liked your blood idea. If, if there could be a way to like have fun with blood on stage. Yeah, I had. I have an idea. An, an adult Gold Rush show that uh-huh. um, I would like to write, in which they. <laughs> I've been told this is impossible, but I really want them to butcher a bear on stage. Ah. Um, and I've been told that there was some show in New York that featured a dead horse. And it was like the word, like uh, just a nightmare. This <laughs> this fake dead horse was just an impossible prop, so uh, that might not be viable. Sure. But I, 
Sure. I like the idea of them having to butcher a bear. <laughs> um, I am a fan of something transgressive, maybe. Something that like breaks a rule or is a little bit taboo to talk about, maybe. Mm-hmm. Now, wh- how do you feel about the gold rush? Or like a period piece? That's so taboo. <laughs> yeah, sorry. It's, it's different. <laughs> how do um, I feel about the gold rush? Um... It depends on what angle we take because I spent I've spent a good amount of time in the early 20th century, which is later yeah. than the Gold Rush. I know, but musical styling wise, I'm not interested in kind of going further back in time uh-huh. in American music yeah, yeah. right now. That's what I, I suspected that you've you might not want to. But if it's like a contemporary take and we're having fun with it, that's different. I just don't feel like I want to do a historically accurate Gold Rush piece. Oh yeah, well I wouldn't. I don't know that I have that in me. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I don't, I'm not saying, like, yeah. do a, do a hip-hop the, gold rush, but, um... What about the gold rush appeals to you? I think what I like about it is it's, uh, it's, it's such a melting pot in terms of the history of it. Uh-huh. Um, and I, it, it feels very, um, theatrical to me. Sure. In its, sort of, it's such an uncooked... Yeah. part of Californian history. Like, uh, uh, everybody's arriving. There's a lot of heightened mm-hmm. events. Um, you know what that's bringing up for me is uh, I've always been fascinated by the fact of California being a destination point with high stakes. In mm-hmm. other words, Gold Rush, Hollywood, mm-hmm. Silicon Valley. There's just kind of this people are flocking to California because a boom of some kind is happening. Yeah. So that, I, I've always thought that was interesting, that, like, this idea of California as the golden state and uh, as a destination to, like, make it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's definitely a, a this boom and bust thing. I mean, like, the situation with Bitcoin right now is insane. Mm. Um, what if there's parallels there? Yeah, I mean, there's certainly, I mean, the dot-com boom, I mean, any of these sort of boom and bust uh, mm-hmm. cycles... It's also, I think we're coming up on a bust. In, yeah. So it might yeah. be very topical. Um, you just made me think about Y2K. Uh-huh. And I've always thought... Do you remember the movie The Net with Sandra Bullock? I mean, I remember it. <laughs> I mean, it's not an incredibly good movie, but it was like, you know, the threat of like what could happen in the 90s with the internet. And then I, it just makes me think about Y2K. And I had a thought recently of like, what if Y2K actually happened? Mm. Like... Would that be interesting? Or even how the 90s portrays the internet in media, if there was a way to, like, have fun with that. Like, how, yeah. you know... I will say, I love old-timey visions of what the future is going to be. <laughs> I mean, and not necessarily even that old-timey, but, like, the, the fact that, like, in the Alien movies uh-huh. that were made in the 80s, like, their vision of what a, an advanced computer would look like uh-huh. is, like, more buttons right. and, like, tiny screens. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like having fun with that. But then I thought it was the the reason Y two K comes up is like what what happens if that actually did happen, but we're still stuck with that technology or that fictional version of technology of mm. the nineties that is like if you need to break into a government website, you just have to like put this machine to your computer and it'll hack it for you or, or mm-hmm. something like things yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, I do. I like the internet. I, I, there's something about. I mean, the internet as sort of modern magic land mm-hmm. is appealing. Um, 
I feel like we're queuing up like Hackers the Musical, and I don't want to do that. No, we're just making connections. Um, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Okay, great. Well, like what I saw, you also made a connection to like, you kind of spoke about theme parks that way. It's like this fiction, or like this foreign land that people like do this thing in, and there's like a magic to it, and there's a magic to the internet. And yeah. I, I think Westworld is hot right now. Yeah. <laughs> we could just adapt that. Yeah. Um, magic, I mean, magic is a big part of musical theater. Even if it's a very serious musical, the fact that like people break out into songs, I feel like there's an element of magic in every musical, yeah. which sounds like such a tagline for a commercial, but it, I do think it's true. There's an element there's of magic, magic to in every, every musical. musical. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I yeah, I mean, I think like Matilda is uh-huh. uh, something that I really like that that show, and yeah, the the use of I I I would be interested in telling a story either with sort of some magical realism or something like that of mm-hmm. um, just sort of introducing elements of the supernatural right. into a story. Because I'm not, I'm not really, com- I'm not interested in telling, say, like a, a high fantasy. Um, like Lord of the Rings. Yeah, yeah. I don't think, I, I mean, I'm not saying it can't be done no, compellingly. I'm not that interested. A in lot of those are journey stories also, which I think yeah. don't play well on stage. Like yeah. traveling traveling stories, I guess I should say. Right. Don't play right. super well. But um, that, I don't know, using the fantastic as uh-huh. a tool to, I guess this is just what magical realism is, but sure. sort of enhance or heighten things. I mean, um, I my brain is going to horror because Mm. magical realism and the whole blood idea if we went with a hospital thing what if it was a horror musical in a hospital or you know yeah or a theme park although the theme park one there is a uh, a team of writers who has already adapted something wicked this way comes which is about a carnival Mm. and evil stuff happening so we'd have to not go in that direction if we were to do a theme park thing that was horror and blood yeah but the magical that's horror is uh, has happened on on musical theater stages, but it doesn't happen as much as I think it could. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I will say I personally do not engage with horror as a genre all that often. Um, but do you not care to? Is that well, why? so it might be this might be a good reason to expand that. Um, Viewing Maybe, strip. but I'd, I'd, I'd want it to be something you're excited about, and not well, just like... I, I mean, I am definitely... I like... I do like the idea of... Like, one of the things that I really like about theater versus a movie is the sort of practical effects. Mm. Like, I just think it's really fun. Like, what other medium do you get to engage with where blood is actually going to spurt? Spurt. Or whatever. Yes. Um, and so... I, I, I'm not, I keep going back to blood. It doesn't need to be blood. <laughs> I just, like, that's, um, those effects are so... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess, like, the Lieutenant of Inishmore... I was just thinking of that yeah, play. It's, well, it and, just ends with a bloodbath. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, and, spoilers. <laughs> but, but I will say, reading that show on the page, it was, it's like, oh, it's so violent. Like, wow, that's intense. But in, on stage, it's a comedy uh-huh. because 
they're like they pick up a body and it splits in half right. and like in if that were real it'd be horrifying but it's a prop body yeah and even if it's a well-constructed prop body you know it's a prop and they're slipping around in this fake blood yeah. and like it's just such a spectacle right i believe um, evil dead the musical does the similar thing where there's just like a spray zone for audience members mm-hmm. to know that they are going to be sprayed with blood if they sit in these rows yeah and that's part of the fun of watching that musical mm-hmm. so let's keep rolling with this um sort of magical enhancement thing or <laughs> i don't know i just excited makes me that. think of like oh <laughs> men your brain um it's like to perform better use this magical enhancement thing yeah um I just, I guess I, are there instances, so I guess where my mind goes, ooh. Well, that just got, got got me thinking. I said transgressive. I mean, something that totally investigates something about sex or sexuality that is taboo still or is not um, often talked about. But even, like, if it were about magical enhancement, I don't know. Like, <laughs> what comes sure. with, like, the cost of, like, choosing to take this pill to help you whatever. Uh-huh. Um... And then dealing with the consequences. I don't know. That just popped into my head. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I feel like that fits a very... They're like um, a Twilight Zone kind of... Uh, uh-huh. The consequences of, of right. choices. A Faustian right. bargain, if you yes, will. Yes. The musical. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, well, so I guess what I... Like... Um, High school for me is a very, and I guess I don't mean actual high school, I mean the sort of media high school, uh-huh. this space in which uh, there are all these heightened feelings, and I feel like that's a that's a realm where like science fiction or magic or fantasy sort of contribute to that, like sure. Sabrina the Teenage Witch, uh-huh. or um, The Hunger Games uh-huh. as sort of like a metaphor for teen experience. Um <laughs> And so, are there other, I don't know, is, is there an adult, or not, not an adult in, like, inappropriateness, but um, is there sort of a, are there other spheres in which that kind of thing? I mean, college is another, is, like, the next step up, right? Uh-huh. Um, which I actually think is under-investigated in musical theater. There's a lot of high school musicals. Yeah. Uh, high school dramas, uh, college can be just as confusing. It was uh-huh. for me. <laughs> um, kind of first job scenarios, corporate world obviously can be easily lampooned or extracted into a, like a magical sphere yeah. and turned into something else. Has anyone ever done like a silly musical about starting your first job <laughs> and really wanting to succeed in business? Yeah, business or uh, yeah. I just, I guess, I don't know. Wait, just, are you, know, you being serious? No, I'm not. okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. I was yeah. worried for a second there. <laughs> yeah, well, I just like you know, with yeah. any, does the musical provide any tips or tricks on like how to <laughs> succeed? Um, I yeah, I for, I like that sphere. I like first job more than I like college i think just in terms of casting yeah like uh i don't know i i i agree with you that it's that it's not actually much explored in musical Mm -hmm. theater Mm -hmm. but i am not super excited about the prospect of writing a show for young 20 somethings only sure um not that it would have to be just 
parts for them, but... I um, gotcha. Um, or, like, starting a new professorship. Hmm. Becoming a pastor. <laughs> Going to theological school and finding out things aren't what they seem. <laughs> yeah, because it's actually murder. <laughs> <laughs> With lots of blood. Yeah. The going sorry going back to the Bart thing, uh-huh. I, I think what I like about that is commuting. Hmm. Like um, now there already has been a musical called In Transit I was in just, New York about the subway, so we yeah. be in danger of just like repeating. Great. That. So never mind. <laughs> so just I stop think, talking. I think I also just read an article about an Australian TV show, maybe that's about sitting in traffic. Oh, <laughs> and like, and is like a mosaic show about like all the di- all, every the episode's people. a different person stuck in this traffic. Oh, um, yeah, I might I'm be not wrong. super drawn to that. Yeah, to like, yeah. So never mind. <laughs> is it a crisis on the train? Is it a is it a train I mean, heist? That's where we could mix the genres, right? If yeah. it is more of like a mystery or thriller, uh-huh. and then there's blood. Yeah. <laughs> check uh, i need to check get all that the check boxes, boxes. Yeah. in a theme park well i think we have a lot that we've already thrown out and maybe it's now we take time between podcasts to kind of like actually do some self-reflection self-brainstorming mm. and maybe the next time we come back we can kind of share some thoughts we may have had yeah in the week off no i think i think that's interesting also to sort of let this percolate and, and I, then i think we need that because as much as we want ideas to come up here they're not going to yeah <laughs> these things take time people so Ugh. we should <laughs> we should take time with these ideas and then maybe think about a few things that we actually liked from the brainstorm yeah and maybe more will pop up and we'll see where it goes yeah i we're circling something something yeah yeah feels like it all right. Well, great. Cool. Well, this was really fun, man. Yeah, I um, enjoyed it. Thanks yeah. for So this is, I guess we're calling this episode one. <laughs> oh, yeah, no problem. I did it this morning. Um, so, yeah, I guess this is episode one of Austin and Men Write, Write a Musical. A musical. Um, so join us for episode two. Do we have a schedule yet of when this is planning to come out? Are we announcing that or are we just letting it happen? I think we said a week. I think so, too, and that, but I couldn't yeah. remember. <laughs> okay. Well, see you next time. <laughs> see you next time, which might be next week. Or two weeks. We'll know. We'll okay. find out. Okay. Bye. Bye-bye. Amwem is produced by Austin Zumbro and Min Kong. Theme song composed by Austin Zumbro, performed by Austin Zumbro and Min Kong. Logo designed by Melissa Nigro. If you like our podcast, be sure to tell your friends and subscribe. <laughs>